This is you. You are beating everyone out right now. Am I? Yeah. How am I doing that? I don't know, man. There, there's. It's usually like, like there are usually phones involved. Yeah. A lot of people have their phone involved. No. This is no. That's right. an actual name brand. That's Tascam. Yeah. I've heard of Tascam. You've sure. heard of Tascam. Oh yeah. Seems real official, doesn't it? Yeah. They even made the tape things that people. Uh, they did. Know, the did you have a Porta Studio growing I up? Did. I, I did. I did too. Did Porta you have the Studio. four track? I did. Four twenty four Mark II. Oh wow, you even remember what it was. Oh yeah, yeah. The world's largest coral reef. The world's largest coral reef. That'd have to be the Great Barrier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah. called Great. It'd have to be it's the biggest one. The Great one. So you actually remember the model task? I, I remember had a, the model. I, yeah. I know I had a Porta Studio. It was gray. I got it in like 1993, and that was going to be my burgeoning indie career. Right. Uh, never. I had a, and I had a doc, a Boss Doctor Rhythm drum machine. Oh yeah. And a, and a bass, and I kind of like hung out in my. Uh, in my apartment in Uptown, like at 19, and it's like, I'm gonna be the next big black. This is gonna be great. Oh, I was like, uh, what was I, where was I? Sisters of Mercy. Yeah, yeah. So, what did you do? the drum machine. Yeah, I mean, and it's, I actually, I mean, I, look at oh, that big hero. ass beer. That is, that is a monster fucking beer. Yes, of course. I need it to makes make the shot my, look small, but the shot is also very sizable. It makes my hands look small. It's just <laughs> a joke I parroted yeah. from somewhere. Um, no, but I accidentally found the stuff I recorded. Uh, it, you know, I was on an <laughs> unlabeled cassette, and I just popped it in. And I'm like, you know, like, what's this? This is a catchy little number. Right. I'm like, oh, my God, I did that. And that's why it's not finished and doesn't have any lyrics, you know, and that's why no one's ever heard it. I have a lot of that. What, what did your demo sound like? Uh, oh, my. Uh, I'm already, I haven't even. Yeah, uh, I haven't even had a drink here, yet. Let's try this. Oh, warm. Um, oh, good. Flies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's called Dive Bar Mitzvah, kid. Yeah. Um, all right, well, we'll come back to all that. Yeah. Um, let me start the podcast. Oh, uh, do here. it. Hey, everybody. Welcome down to this week's Dive Bar Mitzvah. Hey, it's me, your pal, Ian. Hot damn. We have a good one tonight. Tonight's bar, I uh, talked to our guest about, and he went, ugh, I don't know. That place seems kind of spooky. And I thought, well, maybe we shouldn't do it then. And then I realized I had lost the entire concept of this podcast. <laughs> uh, tonight we were at Legends Bar in Northeast. Is this Northeast? This is Northeast. Northeast. Th this might be Southeast. I think it might be. Anyway, we're in an industrial part of Minneapolis where no one really knows where it is. And no one really lives here. And we're at Legends Bar, as I said. And Legends has cleaned up considerably. There's graphite uh, on the walls here. Uh, it's trivia night. The smell of VD is not as strong as I remember it being. Mm -hmm. here no, at I, my all. nose doesn't yeah. itch. No. Um, now, everybody, uh, I'm going to introduce our guest in a second, but let me do a quick pitch here for you. You know, it's the Christmas season. This is our probably our Christmas episode, I believe. Uh, and you know what? A lot of uh, there's a certain kind of people that get left out every Christmas, and I would like to kind of raise their profile a little bit here. You know, people who get forgotten on Christmas or any holiday. It's sad, um, and I don't want to bring things down to start off this podcast. This podcast is going to be up. But you know what? If you have a little extra money this year, I might ask you to donate it uh, to somebody who hosts a podcast. You know, nobody really takes care of us. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a joyless existence we lead most of the year now it's your opportunity to change everything around my name's ian um I, you can easily find me i'm the only ian rands on google just find me Ooh. um i am literally less than four steps away from you giving me money i'll set up an amazon account um i've got paypal throw some cash my way for this holiday season i don't need it but i like i would like it so if you if you got some extra skrilla sitting around remember me but 
that's not the reason for the season. The reason for the season, of course, is friendship. And I am here with a friend of mine. Um, I've known him for a number of years. And actually, when I was thinking about setting up this very podcast, I had a couple conversations with him at a party. And I was just like, you know, if I could have conversations this flowing, this podcast wouldn't suck. And so I kind of, like, even though he thought it was just an innocent conversation, I was actually doing a dry run of a podcast in my head. Tonight's guest, you've seen him on stage. He's everybody's friend here in town. He's in a band called American Head Charge. That's true. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my friend and yours, Mr. Justin Fowler. How are you doing, Justin? Oh, I'm uh, well, I would say. Well, I think I will say. Yeah. Well, good. Um, I would also say you're well, as I would say I'm well as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're here yet again at Legends. Now, does this look cleaner than you remember it? This seems nicer than I remember it. I have to apologize for having no frame of reference outside of me coming here quite recently for the first time. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, I, so you were spooked in this incarnation. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I just have... No, I think I. it's more the legend. The, the legend of legends. Me. Yeah, yes. the the legend of legends that haunts me. Curly's gold. Uh, it's yeah, uh, it will never die. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't. Uh, I've never been in. And then I walked in. I was like, wait a minute, these are the same people that I see at all these other bars I go to <laughs> yeah. all the time. And this place has nothing to do with what it used to be. Okay, when they get kicked well, out of other places, yeah, I guess right, they come here. Right. Yeah. Uh, so this is what all the people from the palace do. When yeah, they exactly. Can't find the palace. But yeah, this is kind of in its own little area. Like uh, it has uh, now Eli's across the street, which is a bar we were talking about going, but not divey enough. Not at um, all. And I don't know if Legends is divey enough right now. I mean, I'm sure if we were here on like a Saturday or Sunday, it would be a little punchy, uh, fighty. But right it, now it's fine. I mean, they they spent some money. On the joint, it kind of looks like uh, if you're from Minneapolis, I would say it's almost like an Axel's bonfire. It'd be like a like a granite sure, city, you sure. know. If yeah. You, if you guys have been to Sarna's up on uh, yeah, whatever that Columbia is, Columbia Heights, so yeah, yeah, Columbia Central, Heights border, yeah, yeah, yeah. or uh, University, University, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's got that kind of like updated feel. I bet. Oh wait, all right, it's trivia night here. Oh yeah. It's question number eight. What movie was hyped? Mischief, mayhem, and soap. These are easy questions. You don't know this oh, one. Oh God, I know that. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. either gave me an offended look or a puzzled look. I, no, I had to think, and I, the I didn't. soap part should probably give yeah, it away. It did, I don't know did. who's hosting trivia here tonight, and this is my problem. I've been hosting trivia for an offensively long time. Like I don't even like <laughs> thinking about how long I've been doing this because it's such a shady way to make a living. Although I love it, but I've been hosting trivia for over ten years now, and. The one thing that I had before I started hosting trivia, and the one thing I still have now, is an absolute loathing of trivia nights. And oh. I think that might be why I've been successful at it, is I never really went to trivia nights. Basically, I cock off and yell into a microphone and play, like, funk music, right. and, and we all get drunk. And somebody then wins, like, 50 bucks at the end of the night. You know? I mean, and you could there's, a worse, there's worse ways to spend it. But most commercial trivia nights are kind of dead and boring. Have you, did you ever do trivia? Uh, I've done trivia a few times because I've you've known all the questions out tonight. Well, I tend to have that type of mind, I guess. Yes. Like I, I center toward the inane tidbits. Yeah. Uh, and retain those things for some reason. Uh, you know, um, my head certainly isn't filled with important. Things. Yeah, exactly. And that's so, yeah. 
which is how we know each other and how we kind of ended up in our social stratas. You know, like not a lot of op- upwardly mobile, and, and you know, nobody's climbing the business ladder here. But no. yeah, I know where the where the Simpsons debuted. Of course, right. who doesn't? And it's almost insulting if somebody would have asked me that on the street. I'd just be like, Push shut off. the fuck up yeah. and don't talk to me. Right, anymore. exactly. Uh, so you're from around these here parts, right? I grew up uh, on the north side of Minneapolis. Yeah, if you can call it that. I think it's the west side of 94 now. West side. Well, you know, I don't know. Where at? Uh, Dowling and Dupont. Okay. If you're familiar with the uh, yeah around grid there. over there, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and you've and you st- you stuck around. You spent some time in L.A., right? Uh, only th- only a little bit, yeah. Uh, but other than that, you've you've been a hometown boy this entire time, staying I, close to the fam. I've been staying close to the fam. Yeah, it's a tight family. Uh, and yeah, I've been staying close to them. Uh, what happened? Uh, uh, I met that head charge band. Yeah. Uh, they uh, before I was in it. Um, I was working for them, and they decided that they would move to California for some big record deal. So I followed them out there to recruit from within. Yeah, follow, yeah. Followed them to work for them still uh, as a stage guy, and then um, uh, you know, some months into pre-production, they were like, "Hey, guess what? Yeah, <laughs> we need a guy." And I just bought a sampler. I just bought my first emu sampler. So you were thinking, you were thinking career-minded at this point. Maybe. Well, you know, I had just gotten actually three days before that, I had gotten a job at a bar on Santa Monica called Foo Bar. Okay. Which had just opened up. Um, it was set to be kind of a hot little yeah. spot, and um, yeah, they were like, "Okay, fine, you can work here." After I pastored them long enough, and. <laughs> Uh, I was like, yeah, okay, sweet. So, you know. Everything's coming up day- Millhouse. Yeah, and then, right. A couple, couple days of washing towels, and all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> I'd like, much rather be playing with my sampler on stage. Basically, <laughs> something happened. But so I lived in L.A. a couple times for that whole thing and um, always spent my time in between here and uh, the Twin Cities and then uh, uh, had a relationship where we moved around yeah. and we were power coupling. And okay, it was cool. I got I've had to- some relationships where people moved around, but usually people moving away. Yeah. Like, I got to get in another city right now. No, yeah. we, we were doing this thing together, a couple of me and this guy, Dan, for a couple of years. It was great. Hold on. Question number nine. Okay, right. What is the longest river in the United States? The longest what? What? <laughs> the longest. River. Oh. Does it have to be the Mississippi, right? I, I'd think. I think it is. Well, there's not one that comes from east to west. No, no. So, and, and you've been in the band since the since the record deal kind of went since through, right? Since the record yeah. deal, yeah. Uh, and, and how's that gone for? I mean, this has been, uh, I mean, because really, American Head Charge took up a nice space in Minneapolis music history when there wasn't I mean, like the '80s, you know, the '80s, you had your Princeton replacements. Now you've got, you know, who we have now. But there seems like there's a large dead spot in the middle that you guys kind of were the biggest shit for Mid America at that point, don't you think? Well, uh, it's kind of cool to hear it said that way yeah. for once, because I feel like in this, no offense, Minneapolis, but one of the things that drives me crazy, guys, is that uh, you just—I uh, would take another one of those. You yeah. know what? I'll take one. I'll take a JMO too. Um, one of the things that drives me crazy is that, especially playing heavy music, it really gets like backburnered on the yeah. on the because, kind of press side of because things. Because the writers want to be hip, and it's never right. hip to back metal. Right, it's true. Uh, and metal dudes are the nicest dudes. I'm not even a metal dude. I just stumbled <laughs> into a metal band. I 
It was something that I had never heard, and I liked it, and, you know, there was singing involved. And anyway. Uh, as David Lee Roth once said, that, like, why, does, why did Elvis Costello get all the reviews? Because all, Elf, all music writers look like Elvis Costello. Like, you know, yeah, nobody gave a shit about Van Halen. Um, and, but, I mean, you're saying history, but, I mean, that's not entirely true. There is a new uh, questionably titled album by American Head Charge coming out soon called Tango Umbrella. It's true. It's true. What? Okay, now. Wait I mean, a minute. This well, how is, a, is that questionable? I don't understand. Well, I don't understand what it means, and that's a question for uh-huh. me. Yes, yes, exactly. So there, therein lies the rub. What? What does this mean? Oh, wait a second. Wait, what? Oh, um, how many hours is a day on planet Mercury? I don't, I don't care either, though. So. I think it's like eleven. Yeah. Whatever. No, the world may never know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. The answer is a Tootsie Pop. <laughs> Three. <laughs> God damn it. Um, uh, so Tango Umbrella. Oh, Tango Umbrella. Yeah, I don't and, know. And, and, that's, and that's actually lead up to it. How long have you guys been recording this? And this was funded through Indiegogo, right? It was funded through Indiegogo. I mean, and it's I true. remember like looking at, you know, when Kickstarter and all that stuff first started, uh, everybody's just like, man, you got to get in this. And I'm like, you know Ian does not beg for money, baby. Ian does not. And because I look originally went, this is just lame. But now everybody's doing it, and there's no, I mean, it's a good thing to do because basically you're kind of buying in advance. That's it. And, and that's a great and that's a great strategy. I mean, that makes a lot of goddamn sense. Yep. Of course, you know, I never, I, I, I try to work in the ethereal, so there's nothing really you can buy. I think, I'm more of a concept man. I think in the model of the, the old school model of music industry where a lot of people would borrow money in mm-hmm. order to create a product yeah. you're kind of doing Thank that you. with the assurance that you know you're 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 giving the you're getting the money from people who care about yeah the fact that you're putting it out mm-hmm. um and it's um you know it's a it's a micro loan yeah basically. and i always kind of looked at it at first more guilt-based than fan-based. <laughs> like, you know, like, hey. We really want to do this. Please, guys. Yeah, I always wanted to write a screenplay, and I need to travel abroad for six months. I'm just like, shut the fuck up. And you I know need what? to get there my girlfriend an engagement ring. Guess what? She gets a shitty engagement ring. There are ring. those, though. There are oh, those. There are those. I mean, those that's... Those fuck up everything for everybody. But, you know, it's it, with ours, the only reason that we really came back as a band was because there, was, there were a number of people who made it important for us yeah. to do that mm-hmm. um, who came like to the internet and said hey remember that one band that we were in love yeah. with and that yeah. changed our lives and that we listened to when we were 12 or 16 or exactly. whatever yeah. and in fact the very reason that I wanted to be in a band like that is because of what happened to me when I was 16 Damn you straight. know and, and the music I was listening to and the well, you know whatever the way that changed me so um, and actually, how yeah, music always has, and that, that's a much longer conversation. But um, yeah, uh, it it was just nice because it was really the support of the fans. Really, a bunch of aside from one like ridiculously large donation. Oh really? Um, yeah, yeah. We had like a five thousand dollar donation from some anonymous. Really, person. You, you genuinely don't know who it was. We genuinely don't know no who it was. No shit. So, so then you have to treat everyone nice. That's the you, shitty thing about anonymous gifts. No, well, yeah. no, because you know, it's somewhere in the back of your head, like that could be the person who gave me five thousand dollars. And then you're just like, but it opens you up to a world. I'm not saying you have to be fake nice to everybody. I'm just saying in general, like I'm, you know, like, it I'm could be. I'm gonna anybody. be fake nice to everybody, dude. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's gonna be I'm great. In the, I'm in the music industry. <laughs> no, I'm pretty genuinely nice. No, Come no, I, I don't. 
I mean, you had some good premiums. You know that. You had some good premiums. What did, what did you guys have? What did you guys have? I don't, I don't even remember. Okay. It was like, go hang out with Ted in Las <laughs> Vegas. Hey. Have him take you in a hot tub and get awkward. I, don't, yeah. I think that was a thing. Uh, what else? Was that the $5,000 bottle? Because yeah, you know, right. it's explained like that. You know, suddenly it doesn't seem like that bad of a deal. Like a, right. Like, I don't know. This is weird. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I paid a lot of money for this, and I'm uncomfortable. It'd be uh, worth more to me if I could end this right now. Right. Well, what's it worth to you, kid? <laughs> yeah. $5,000 is the base level. Right. The money goes up. That's for a two-hour. If you want it to be less than that, it's going to cost considerably more. And that's basically how we did it. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, I can't even – I can't remember. You know, I know there were, like, uh, lessons with some of the yeah. more skilled players in the band and um, Chad. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I, what was mine? No one took mine. No one took what my perky and no one took it. Uh, well, you know, I'm a cook. I'm a hobby yep. cook. I, I make a lot of um, – of course, what I think is great food and what no one will tell me any different. Uh, which is good, which means either you're a good cook or you're intimidating. Either way, right. that's a win-win. <laughs> I'm just a bully. <laughs> food bully. Uh, well, uh, so let's see what happened. Uh, no one wanted. I, I was like, uh, I don't know, 300 bucks or something like that. I'll come make you dinner, like yeah. what you like. I'll come do that. You know, the funny thing is, though, like no one gave us any money for it. But I would still do it for somebody if they were like, "Why don't you just come to my house and cook?" You know, if I was on the if I was on tour and somebody said, "Here's my kitchen," yeah, well, do something, yeah, I I would accept that challenge. Well, okay, so now here you are. This is on the internet right now. Oh, so right. contact Justin. I just did for, that, didn't I? Yeah, for that a uh, for a kitchen dream date. Oh man. Uh, I wish I had one of those really fast-talking voices so that I could <laughs> say the entire disclaimer yeah. in the fine print at the bottom of the screen right now. Dream date with Justin. Not actually possible if he does not want to do it. <laughs> there was something more about having time, which, of yeah. course, I can make that up pretty easily yeah, if yeah. I really think you're weird and you want to molest me or something terrible. Oh, that was the terrible part? Oh, I thought oh, I right. No, I like, no, no. Weird and want to molest me. Like, wait a second. That sounds okay. Jeez, yeah. Well, I mean, it could be, I guess. Okay, so uh, yeah. how is the new album? So and it's, it's about to come oh, out. is it? It's kind of all over the place. Okay. I mean, there's some stuff that I'm, like, really so proud of that I feel like is thoughtful and, like, really exactly what we wanted to do. And I feel like there's some stuff that just is coming through with no filter and and stays really raw and i haven't even had time to process it yet mm -hmm. just because of how we actually made things yeah um some of the things ended up being like uh and i think you can hear it too sorry everyone uh studio magic whatever uh there's some editing you know like where it's like structure of the song we didn't get like big cushy pre-production time we of didn't course. have yeah a uh, third-party, like, kind of air-quote producer yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to bounce ideas off who had a neutral point of view. We didn't have that. We made it, yeah. and we did it the way we wanted. And so I think everybody in the band kind of has that position where it's like, and, and certainly not even about the same things. It's just it was uh, such chaos, you know, that we got, uh, what was it, five weeks or six weeks in, Kentucky at this studio to um, in just a remote place recommended by a friend of ours. Um, Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a number of follow-up questions yeah. that I don't want to follow up. I want to ask right now. Richmond, Kentucky. But how was uh, and, and, and real quick, 
as a bubble question in the middle of the larger question, what sure. was your time like in Kentucky? What kind of trouble did you guys get into, if any? Very little, oh, okay. in fact, uh, uh, personally, anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, still, yeah, what, uh, what happened? Uh, there was one karaoke bar night. Most of my... We're getting old, Jesus. Right, yeah. no, most of my... Tell me about touring. I don't know. I might cook for somebody. <laughs> no, that's what I did. As in fact, I did I did a lot of the shopping, and I cooked for everybody. All right. Well, that's... Man, we you got... Know, and then, we, like, oh, shit. Scraped together my pennies to buy bourbon, and... Yeah. Um, it's Kentucky. It should be cheap there. It was, yeah. too. Yeah. What, what, kind of, still, what kind of bourbon do people drink in Kentucky? I still drank Jim Beam. I don't care. Okay, but that's like that's the dominant. There's no like weird backwoods. I'm an ancient well, age man because I'm cheap, and I enjoy ancient age. I don't care who here's knows. Here's the thing, and I, I couldn't tell you, although I am sponging off a really lovely encyclopedia right now, who will, in fact, tell me someday who makes that ancient age. I assume it's the off run of, yeah, it's just whatever is left over from a Jim Beam run or exactly. something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Jim Beam is kind of the magnate of yeah. all uh, bourbon making. Yeah. Um, which, uh, yeah, I could talk about that for a while, too. Uh, yeah. But we are but we now have bubbles but we're inside still of bubbles. In anyway, bubbles the album, though. Album, I don't know. It's, uh, we're... it's so hard when you're so involved with something to, like, give a qualitative statement about it, you know, and mm-hmm. to be able to say this is what this thing really is. Um, even personally, and because the timeline is so drawn out for it, um, I I honestly, I don't know. It's it's really going to be up to the people that listen to it and, and what they take away from it, which that's, it almost sounds like a cheat answer because that's what music is about anyway right and where can uh, and, and where can the uh, the music buying public go grab this go buy this album when it comes out when, when's, what's the street date on this did it come out already am i march twenty. oh march 20. okay so we got a couple we got a little bit of time here we got all right some time there'll be a video or two beforehand very nice yeah yeah that'll all be uh, you know, it's all internet stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there will so be physical options, copies. Of course. We have uh, distribution but in the U.S. The, through, like, Universal, so oh, it'll shit. be around. Well, all right, that's great. Yeah. This isn't, like, in somebody's truck. That's awesome. No, no, it's it's, it's Napalm uh, record label out of Austria yeah. who is on, like, this buying fit where they're just going around giving people these ridiculous sweethearts. Not everybody. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they're, they're, they've been picking up some American bands. Because they want to do American band stuff, mm-hmm. basically, is what I'm getting at. Band um, stuff, band. Yeah, We're they going want to do American band stuff, and and uh, yeah, so they. I don't know. We're on that. We're in that little bubble of sweetheart magic. So you you can actually go out and, and buy it in a real record store if you can find one. You can go go to your nearest Sam Goody, get a time machine first. Right, Musicland is going to be so happy to have us front facing on an end cap. 15 years ago. Yeah, I don't know. I'm imagining, you know, your, like, local spots will... I'm, I'm hoping they'll get into at least, like, the fetus and stuff like yeah, that around yeah, yeah. here. But I'm sure... I'd like to think people outside of Minneapolis listen to my podcast, although I highly doubt Obviously, it. we're getting into... We're going to try to dig our teeth into some Best Buy Target nonsense. Yeah. Um, because... They actually still sell CDs. They do. I mean, I assume they move more than anybody else. They really are the ones. Yeah, so. which is a goddamn shame. But, I mean, I even remember years ago when my father owned a record store, I would drive to Indianapolis uh, and go to their Best Buy because we didn't have one in Muncie yet. 
I mean, because that they had fucking everything. Right. I mean, it's like, you know, I could either hang out here, special order something, or I could just drive the 45 minutes and find the the Music for Your Mother uh, Funkadelic two-disc set, which you could not find anywhere the fuck else. <laughs> fucking forget about it. It's all the A-sides and all the B-sides, man. <laughs> Shit, and it's in, uh, it's in a slimline case about four inches tall because that's how they made double discs back in the 90s for some goddamn reason. Why? I don't know. It was huge. It was just like this massive book. <laughs> Um, and not only are you doing that, you're going to Europe. Are you, you got an England? Uh, uh, there's a UK an England tour? England tour planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's good. I know. I'm excited. You say about planned, it. like you don't think it's going to happen? Are you? What do you oh, think? Oh, please, no, it's going to happen. Gonna Come happen. hell or high water, it's happening. And I know that this is not your first uh, tour, obviously, but as a child, you toured Europe. Tell me about this. Somebody told. I told you, didn't I? Yeah, I did. Uh, I was uh, I was in a boys' choir. So this is your first tour. My no, my my it was actually that was my fourth tour. Oh, okay. The European tour. But the, okay, so my first one. I was nine years old. We went to St. Louis. No shit. So tell me about this That's boys' true. choir. Uh, well, we were quite prestigious at the time. Okay, I suppose. what was it called? Uh, the Metropolitan Boys Choir. All right. Yeah, I'm 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 a bit of a singer. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so. Uh, at the time, like they were hopping, we had like 400 members or something like that. Uh, the Jeez, that's the, a huge ass choir. That was, I mean, it was uh, split into different choirs based on, you know, age and experience and stuff yeah. like that, and ability and whatever. And um, so I was in at uh, nine, as per my music teacher's recommendation. She like made illicit phone calls to. Uh, this organization in order to get me in. And, okay. Um, I auditioned and, of course, was in. And um, yeah, St. Louis, uh, where next year was like Toronto. I went to Niagara Falls. I went to. Uh, and what was it? And what was it like? What was it being a nine-year-old on the road? I assume they had you in a cushy bus, right? Cause yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we you were in a. It was like whatever, thirty or forty of us in a like. Uh, you know, like a, a touring bus, touring yeah, coach, yeah, yeah, like yeah, a yeah, exactly, yeah. Because you can't shove a bunch of pe- other people's kids in the back of a van. Yeah, well, not <laughs> without question marks, yeah. of course. But uh, yeah, we did that. So you got to. So you're just a simple North Minneapolis boy now seeing the world yep. in this. I got some. Uh, what do they call and, and that? Like, have you ever seen Oscar with Sylvester Stallone? No, you like, know what? Oddly enough, I have. He has to like learn to like Oscar by sweat. No, I have not yeah, seen right. that. No, yeah, no, you could watch that one. It's good, actually. I think he only did that movie because he wanted you know the word the word Oscar next to Sylvester Stallone once again, <laughs> and that was the only way it was going to happen. He has to take like elocution lessons and learn how to. I don't even dinner. know what elocution is. So speaking. Something. Something. You totally know what it is. Don't ask. Don't act I, dumb with I me, Justin Fowler. But anyway. Uh, yeah, so I got uh, I got a lot of knowledge about uh, some finer things that I don't think I would have really gotten in North Minneapolis necessarily. Although, hey, who's to say? North Minneapolis has changed so much. Maybe I would get it there now. All right, Justin Fowler, give me a number between one and ten. Oh, I've thought long and hard oh, about good. this. Oh, good. All right, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you have listened to previous episodes. That's uh, right. However, I have not heard four. Four has been used. We'll do four again. Everybody, this is uh, what we do every week here on Dive Bar Mitzvah. This is the James Lipton question. I am going to read after I take a sip of my Paps Blue Please do. I just drank. You just drank Jameson. a whole lot of Jameson. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, this is uh, something we do every episode. I read a question read on Inside the Actor's Studio. 
by uh, Poet Laureate of Our Times, James Lipton. And you have picked number four. What turns you off creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? People who think they have the definitive answer about one of those things mm-hmm. um, with just like inflexibility yeah. to understand another viewpoint or a different uh, a different approach. Um, yeah, especially, well, all of those things. Yeah, creatively, spiritually. Emotionally. Emotionally, yeah. I mean, it's like you... You can't just have it. You, you can't just have it be all your idea of reality. This whole thing is like this big working compromise, you yeah. know. Um, and and like uh, living in coexistence with people. That's that's the deal, man. Uh, so people who that would be my that would be my. That's a good my answer. Big, my big turnoff is people who just are so rigid with their beliefs that, like, there's no room to understand something else or 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 even approach a different way of thinking yeah and not to say that i am the most flexible of thinkers but uh well who of us is right uh i still expect like a creative situation it's like well what but what if it went like this yeah isn't every situation a creative situation and they also can be very fluid and very fluid that's a very good answer. I think that was that might be the best thought out James Lipton answer we've had here. I'm going to uh, take a fluid answer by way of my cider. <laughs> 2016, right around the corner or here, depending upon when you're listening to this. Uh, what do you got planned? What's your what are your you got any New Year's resolutions? What are you looking forward to doing in 2016? I ah, uh, that is tough. Thank you. That is tough. Every now and again, I ask one. Well, look, it really depends on how the world ends up. <laughs> really, no clue. I want to do more woodworking. I want to make yeah, more. I want to grow more plants. And you wouldn't strike me as somebody who's big into woodworking, but alas, no stranger to the woodwork. No, I really enjoy Wait. it. That's not some yeah, weird now, gay you, joke how'd get, either. <laughs> um, how did you get into this? Uh, well, I think it's in my blood. Uh, you know, I've got, uh, if you believe in, uh, you know, the genetic thing, uh, which, bless you if you don't. Um, yeah, I, uh, my family's all been in hardware and, and uh, carpentry and stuff like that, uh, as well as music. So it's just kind of like that uh, dual thing that, and then, of course, my dad's a cook. So there you end up with all these things together. Mm-hmm. Um at a pretty early age, I was into building sets and stuff like that. Yeah. So, what kind of woodworking do you do? Like, what do you, what's what's what what do you what do you enjoy? I mean, working with what kind of wood do you enjoy working mostly, with, and how do you enjoy working with the wood? Well, isn't that a great question? Hey, Hey-o. Uh No, I uh, so far just really basic stuff, man. I've been. Um, what I made some benches and and do you have do you have a uh, woodworking space in your domicile? No, not no. at all. Yeah. Not not right now. Um, I built a pretty great workbench that I had to move away from. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, that's the price of being a renter. What else? Uh, you know, I build sets. God, fucking trivia is still going trivia, on. Trivia, I, I know.
That doesn't even sound like it. To be Mars's From Mars? Well, there is no celestial observatory on Mars. Yeah, because you'd be watching. I don't think these people know what the hell they do. I don't think they do either. The old man was was woodworker. Oh well, no, the old man is a. Uh, oh, he's a cook. Old man's a cook. Yeah, old man's a cook and uh, uh, jumps trains. All right. Yeah, no, he's the real deal, man. That's great. Yep, prison sentence, missing teeth, jump trains. Is he dad still, is is he a, still around? Dad, yeah, he's Clearwater, Florida. Okay. Yeah. If you're going to jump a train anywhere, jump one to Florida. I say. Dude, he's made a. A life for the, that's amazing. The, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So tell me more about this guy. Uh, I was telling you about that uh, that lady Sarah that I met uh, at the wedge. Yep, yep, yep. Um, she moved to Florida, so my dad was like, "I live in Florida. I'm gonna come and meet you." So that was a wow. Yeah, we got to sing songs for each other. Really? Yeah. How'd that go? Awkward, of course. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're 20 years old meeting this guy that's your dad. Who yeah. Is like a pretty much a add 20 years doppelganger. Really? Oh, yeah. Which, huh. never having seen my actual body type in person, yeah. aside from the mirror, yeah, yeah, yeah. was pretty flooring, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. I mean, my whole family is like these Scandinavian, like broad shouldered. Even my mom had broader shoulders mm-hmm. than me, you know. Uh, thick leg, broad shoulder, tree stump people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know, uh, I'm like this kind of slightly built, you know, darker skinned French Canadian. Yeah. Question mark of my family, uh, who just happened to have a personality. So he. So how know. did the relationship develop between you and him? Oh, or, it or, didn't. Okay. It's still we're still so awkward, and we did. But you talk to talk. him with some regularity. No, not really. Okay. No, every few years. Okay. He would have it be more, but I can't, uh, you know, sorry, Dad, you're going to listen to this. Uh, I can't, I just, I can't, uh, he wasn't in my life. He's not in my life. Exactly. He's not a person I know. It's not somebody that I treasure. You know, like, you go back to the comment you made about uh, how do you uh, how do you make friends with a Minnesotan, uh, yeah, yeah, something yeah. about first grade. It's like, I didn't know that dude. I don't know that dude. Mm-hmm. I... You know, he's like, I love you. I'm like, you don't even know me, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, I think that's a, you know, popular theme with kids, actually, who don't know their dad. Yeah. You know, you don't. That dude's just a dude. When you met him, did you actually see any traits on him? Oh, well, I can see all my, like, irresponsible. Well, no, but I mean more in <laughs> more in, like, Wow, for somebody I didn't grow up with, I actually see kind of where I came from. Did you see any of that? Uh, only when we drank together. Really? <laughs> in what way? Uh, one time uh, he was in Austin or Houston. Yeah. There My, is a difference. I've got to. Oh, God, vast. <laughs> um, when somebody once described Houston to me as St. Paul without the ambiance, <laughs> and I thought that kind of distilled it down in a way that I really appreciated. Yeah, the buildings are newer, too. So. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, what happened uh, with my dad in Houston? He, uh, he's he got wasted and out of control, and 
I could tell he was having a great time, and he was like running off our bus, like yelling that uh, something out loud. I don't know. It was really crazy. And then uh, I woke up to him having stole my belt, and uh, I, I didn't hear from him again for like. <laughs> Jeez. No joke. I had a great belt. It was a. It was like this. Uh, uh, nickel-plated, like... Um, well, obviously it was great if the old man's going to run off with Nickel-plated timing chain with uh, with uh, Coors belt, belt buckle. Okay. Uh, and, yeah, he totally nabbed that and ran off with it. And that was the last you saw of him, or did you see him again shortly thereafter and you like, went, where the fuck's my belt? No, no, that was I, that was, I didn't see him for years after that. Oh, wow, that. so that was... That was the last thing. Oh, in- yeah, you want me to fold my arms in resentment, guy. Come yeah, on. no shit. Like you didn't already have all that other stuff yeah. that I could go to. Yeah. So that was a thing. Yeah, dad. That's the dad story. Dad story, a little personal. Pretty cool, though, really. Yeah. I mean, he really is. I know he's a. I know he's a cool guy in his world. I know he's a cool guy in his world. I just don't know what our worlds what do that world, together. Yeah. yeah. All right, um, so there's a lot of question about this in my household and, and then hopefully in yours as well. Ooh. Um, pound for pound, Justin Fowler, I need you to answer this for me. All right. Best new wave band. It's totally outside my experience. That's good. Like, okay, like, remember the other day when you were like, oh, Klaus Nomi, you've that never was, heard that of Klaus Nomi? That was a long Nomi. time ago. It was not the other day. Was like I, I like to call it the other day, but yeah, it, yeah. it was the yeah. other day. Yeah. It wasn't this one. Did you ever listen to Klaus Nomi? Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Well, some of the, like, operatic stuff is a bit. If, if, if okay, well, that's, you know, that, okay. For someone who about five seconds ago went, I don't understand your wave. Oh, you know, Klaus Nomi, it's good, but the bad stuff's the operatic stuff. Well, that's entirely embracing the uh, that's entirely embracing the new wave. Well, okay, so maybe I just have no idea what I'm talking about, and I I really do yeah, but at I the mean, same time. Well, yeah, I mean, so I, I ended up accidentally hipping you to Klaus Nomi. Um, I, all I know is I want his hair, and I'm like really well could. on my way. You could, I'm really, like, you could. You got to grow it out. I, I got it, yeah. Uh, but uh, I mean, in Klaus, I mean, you might be able. You might be a spot on Klaus Nomi. I know. I don't think he lived to be our age. I, I know. know he was a little older. No, he was thirty-six. Was that it? Okay, yeah, Something like that, that would make sense. Yeah, but I mean, was, I yeah. think you could actually, you could be just, a spot on Klaus could Nomi. I just pick up where he left off. You've got to see the documentary, the Nomi song. You've not, you haven't seen it. No, no. Fuck a duck, man! You gotta, you seriously have to. It's. I, homework column. No, no, no. And I'll write, I always I'll go write home, it down for you. I always go home with a Ian Rand's homework column. No, no, no. And I'll, <laughs> I'll, I, have, I, I have it. I can let you borrow it. Uh, no, the Nomi song, uh, it was a documentary. came out uh, probably about 10 years ago now. Okay. Drinking with Ian, we liked it so much we set up a film review section of the show for one episode <laughs> so I could get a screener copy of it. I'm not, I shit you not. Uh because I, I had just, you know, I was like, oh, my God, somebody's doing a Klaus Nomi documentary. I have to find out more about this. And I didn't really know anything about him. And I wasn't, like, a fan. But growing up in a record store, I, you know, visually knew who he was. Right. And just kind of always went, I don't know, he was some weird elfin guy in the late 70s 
that never had a hit song, so why the hell would I know him? Right. Blah, 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 blah. He wasn't on MTV. And if you couldn't be an Elfin New Wave guy in 1983 and be on MTV, then obviously you're not you're doing something wrong. Yeah. And the documentary really, the, the Nomi song really just spelled it all out and made me like a fan. Okay. It's the damnedest thing. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'll. I'll figure out a way to get you a copy. Well, of this. like I said, it's uh, it goes in my uh, Ian Rand's homework column, which I do have one which of. Which seems, believe which, it or which, not, which I, yeah, that sounds more that I'm taxing you than you're getting anything out. No, of No, no, no. I you gotta I, watch the documentary. I actually like there are there are a few people in my life that uh, that uh, I allow homework assignments from. Well, I, if I, I, I if you will, I'm honored. All right, Justin, thank you very much for having time with me tonight here at Legends Bar. Oh, in, my God. In, I think in southeast Minneapolis. Well, we don't know. know. We don't know. Uh, but in an industrial part of Minneapolis by railroad tracks and, you know, large semis. Uh, Justin, uh, I hope you had a good time here. Thank you very much for uh, visiting me here to, on tonight's Dive Bar Mitzvah. I cheers you. Where's your big-ass beer? Hiya! All right, there it is. It's been my pleasure. And I'm glad we could finally have you on. And now... Let me shill for my sponsors. One Car Service, Driving Smiles at Extra Miles. Uh, program this in your phone right now. 612-545-5848 for a ride or find them on Facebook. Stand Up Records, we like our comedy like we like our booze. Straight up and bitter. Follow them at standuprecords.com or follow them if you have a Roku device. Go follow their Roku channel, Stand Up Records channel. Just search for it in the comedy section of the channel store on Roku. There's a lot of good stuff on there, including old episodes of Drinking with Ian. Not to say there's also other good There's good stuff on there. I'm not saying drink. You know what I'm saying. Not to say any of that stuff with Drinking with Ian was good. But yeah, you know what? I tried. I did my best. But there is some good stuff on there, good. ultimately. It was good. Uh, and always in the picture and always in good taste. Paps Blue Ribbon. Add extra flair to those leisure time activities. Put original Paps Blue Ribbon in the picture. People of good taste naturally go for its old-time beer flavor. Original Paps, brewed as it was when it won the Blue Ribbon in 1893. So next time, put yourself in the picture, Justin Fowler. Enjoy an original Paps Blue Ribbon. Ooh, I'm going to have one right now. He did. Ah, it's he delicious. Had that was really And it. attention, bands and bars, I have a spectacular deal for you. FGC Creative will custom design a shirt with your logo and screen printed on the best shirts around, and here's the deal part of it. Say you heard it on uh, Dive Bar Mitzvah, and you get them for five bucks each. Whoa. No design fees, no setup charges, what? and free shipping. Visit them on Facebook or FGC Creative. They're doing a great job, uh, and not only are they doing a great job for their customers, they also did a great job for Dive Bar Mitzvah. We have shirts now, everybody, so all you have to do is show up to uh, my Tuesday night trivia night at Clubhouse Jaeger, and I will hook you up with a free shirt any day of Whoa. the goddamn week. You just let me know that you heard this on Dive Bar Mitzvah, and hot damn, you get a shirt. So, Justin, yet again, thank you very much for hanging out with me tonight. Would you like a shirt? I'll give you a shirt. Yeah, I do. Um, you're totally a getting a shirt. <laughs> All right, everybody, that's Dive Bar Mitzvah this week. See you next time. Woo! Boom. How you doing? Are you guys doing trivia? No. no. <laughs> totally rushed my way through the end of this because I'm like, why is this guy? Look at Addison. He's like, you guys playing trivia? Obviously.